a podcast to equip us to live the best life for ourselves and those we love. Join me as we simplify our thinking to make the impact that we were made to create, because having the future we want begins with our thoughts and actions today. Hi, everyone. Welcome, welcome, welcome. My name is Delia, and this is the What is Simplicity podcast. Today, we are going to discuss Gary Chapman's book, The Five Love Languages. This is a book that I read every other year, and I just finished it. So it's something that I thought would be pretty cool to discuss here on the podcast. So that's what I'm doing with you guys today. So what are the five love languages? There is words of affirmation, physical touch, receiving gifts, quality time, and acts of service. Mine are acts of service and quality time. So for my husband, he is physical touch and words of affirmation. In our household, we do give gifts, especially to our little girl and to my son, my 18-year-old son, who absolutely loves receiving gifts. I think that at the end of the day, the way that people feel someone's love is unique to them. And learning what makes someone feel loved, I think, is very important. I think that the five love languages is a very good reminder that we all experience love differently. We normally give love the way that we receive love. So it's very easy for me to do things for my husband or for my children because acts of service is my love language. So let's begin with words of affirmation and what it is. Words of affirmation is being encouraged through words. So the way that this works is that if someone is doing something, anything, they want to hear what they're doing right first. Uh, it's very important to them that you affirm them because words and the things that you speak to them helps them feel loved or it helps them feel unloved. So words of affirmation is a very important language to speak. I think that the moment when I started speaking uh, words of affirmation the most, right, was when I had my son. I was actually 24 when I had him. And uh, words of affirmation had to come to me. You know, I think it came more naturally than than most things, right? Uh, it's easy for you to show that you love your children, especially with the words that you use with them. But it's important for you to be able to use encouraging words with everyone, because at the end of the day, the idea is that we all speak the five love languages. Uh, one of the good things that I uh, that I have is that I was able to uh, begin speaking words of affirmation more frequently after I had my son, mainly because I wanted to make sure that I edified him as my son, as a man to be you know I guess back then I just saw him as my little boy but eventually he was going to become a man and now he is a man and I think words of affirmation really helped him to be able to be strong in his beliefs and in who he is words of affirmation is a way to verbalize appreciation the best way for you to be able to do this is to look for what someone is doing right and to commend them on whatever it is that they're doing right Words of affirmation, I think, is very good, not only for the person who is uh, receiving the words of affirmation, but also for the person who is giving the words of affirmation, because it helps you to stay focused 
on what you are affirming people. It helps you to stay focused on what someone is doing right. It's very good, actually, for you to learn to speak words of affirmation, not just for your relationships, but for yourself as well. Another thing about words of affirmation is that it's easy to speak words of affirmation because if you can't think of anything to say, then you can actually think about it and send someone a note instead, a text, anything that verbalizes the way that you appreciate them and how you feel about them. I remember when I met my husband, I would find something, you know, a certain day I would find something that I was really grateful for and I would send him a message telling him thank you. And I feel that I do that even today because it's very important for me to speak the love language that makes him feel the most love because obviously I love my husband. So it's good for him to be able to feel the love that I have for him because it helps him and it helps me and it helps our relationship. So the second one is physical touch. Physical touch is not verbal. It's very much uh, touch, you know, the use of touch and the way to express your love towards someone. Uh, you can hug someone. That's physical touch. Uh, kiss would also be uh, physical touch. Showing intimacy as well, although it doesn't only mean that it's um, showing intimacy. Uh, so another thing with physical touch is when someone speaks this love language, something as simple as putting your hand on their back means volumes to them. One of the things that I've noticed is that even when I'm not the happiest with my husband, I let myself be physical with him. I give him back rub or I touch his hand. I do this for two reasons. The first reason is because I know that he appreciates it. I know that this is the way that he feels my love, but also for me, I feel that I'm less defensive. I'm more forgiving and more loving when I'm showing a physical touch uh, to my husband. You know, something as simple as putting my hand on his leg would be physical touch. So all of these things are very good, like I said, not just for the other person, but for yourself as well. So I think that in life coaching, it's very important that you understand this, because one of the things that helps you to feel better about yourself and about those that are around you is for you to put your guard down, for you to be vulnerable with the person that you're with, and to show physical touch even when you don't want to. You know, I think that it helps you to be able to soften the walls that you have against people, and it helps you to be able to see the good in people, right? So the third one would be receiving gifts. And this is not so much about the gift. It's not materialistic. Uh, to the person who speaks this language is wanting to feel that you thought of them when you were away from them. So when someone's love language is receiving gifts, you're able to proactively think about the person by thinking about what they would like or what you can get them. And you know that someone speaks the language of receiving gifts because anything that you give them, they appreciate wholeheartedly. Not just with a thank you so much, which is me. I feel like I'm very grateful for the gifts that I receive. For me, I think that if the gift is useful, I am a lot more grateful. Most people who speak the love language of receiving gifts are focused more on the thoughtfulness of the gift. 
making your spouse a priority by thinking of them when you're away from them and buying them something is what makes receiving gifts so special. It's the thoughtful gifts that are important. It's a gesture to show them that you are thinking about them. So small things, small gifts matter and it goes a long way. A small gift will speak volumes to the person who speaks the language of receiving gifts. My daughter has a best friend and her best friend is always giving her letters. These letters are drawings they're in kindergarten and my daughter puts them up on the fridge and she loves these little cards and these little you know things and she looks forward to them because she's learning that receiving gifts is special it makes you feel so important and it makes you feel so good that the person thought of you to make something for you, to do something for you, and then to take the time to actually give it to you. My mother-in-law, I think, I've never had her take this test, but I do believe that one of her primary love languages is receiving gifts because she is such a good gift giver. She is constantly thinking about me, about my daughter, about my husband, about my son. She is constantly thinking about how she can, even for my mother, my mother-in-law is so thoughtful that she is going to, you know, throughout the year, she's buying things for Christmas. She's just that kind of person. I, on the other hand, am not the person who gets to the mailbox to send you a birthday card. I mean, that's that's how bad I am. So I really have to work hard at the language of receiving gifts. The fourth one is quality time. And quality time is actually very important, especially for me, because that is my love language and my sister's love language. And I think it's also my mother's love language. Maybe my brother. I'm not sure. I think I'm going to put my son in quality time as well, because I think this is also important to him. The language of quality time starts with uninterrupted conversations. You are focused on the other person and the other person is focused on you. And the way that you create special moments is by the time that you spend with the people that you love. You take walks together. You take the time to actually drive up, which I do. You know, I just did actually last week with my sister and my son. Uh, she lives four hours from here uh, in the same area where my brother lives. And my son and I, we went up there and we spent quality time. It's so important to be able to spend quality time with the people whose love language is quality time because this is how they feel loved by you. One of the things about quality time, like I said previously, I think that my son speaks quality time. Uh, one of the things that I have noticed is that when my son wants to spend time with me at the age of 18, right? So he is a freshman in college and if he has time to spend with me or if he calls me or if he wants to hang out for even five minutes, 10 minutes, I make sure that I take the time to be with him because I know that this time is going to pass so quickly with him. He is going to really not have time for me. He's going to start working and he's going to have a limited amount of time. And the time that he does have, he's probably going to spend it with his girlfriend or with other people, with co-workers. So I know 
know that the time will come when my son will not want to spend that much time with me. And then, of course, once he has kids, I think that that's going to change as well. And he'll want to spend more time with me. When you speak quality time and someone is giving you quality time, you make the time for the people that you love. Because you know that it's important for other people when they are taking time from their busy schedule to be with you, to spend time with you. So the last one is acts of service. And acts of service is about action. It's the whole action speak louder than words. It very much is action speak way louder than words. With quality time, it's sitting down and face to face. With acts of service is doing something for someone. So people who speak acts of service, who want to be able to be loved by acts of service, they want to know that you are with them doing chores together, alleviating their workload. Uh, doing this is the best way to help show them love. My brother is an acts of service. And when he and I lived in the same city, he purchased a home and he called it a party. And this party was come in, grab a slice of pizza, grab a drink, and uh, get a brush and let's start painting. And that is how we spent, actually it was New Year's. That's how we spent New Year's that year. We were painting his house and it was special. You know, I mean, I'm still thinking about it today and I'm glad that we were able to do this together. You know, we were able to build memories to the point where now I'm sharing them with you. So let's see, why are the five love languages important? Let's begin with the five love languages is a book that I read in my 20s for the first time, and it made a huge impact. I had my son the first time that I read it, and he was my test subject for all of the love languages. I remember words of affirmation didn't come as natural for me, and I remember feeling a little weird you know, telling him how great he was doing with whatever it was. And then eventually I remember seeing his little face light up. And I remember when I would tell him, oh my gosh, I love the way that you, I don't know, rode your bike. His face would light up. And I remember thinking it's really not that hard. When you are able to practice loving on the people that you love, especially young kids, it's the easiest way to learn how to speak the five love languages. It's also important that when you learn about the five love languages, that you understand that the idea is to be able to speak all five languages, for you to be well-rounded on all five languages, so that you're able to show people that you love them in whatever way they feel the most loved. Like I said, this doesn't necessarily come naturally for some people, but remember that vulnerability is very important. So when I realized, it was very early on in my relationship with my husband, and I realized that uh, physical touch was one of his love languages. I have made it a point that even when I'm mad, even when I'm angry, for whatever reason, I always touch my husband. I put my hand on his leg. I make sure that he feels the love. And let me tell you what it does. Okay, when I am speaking his love language, it helps me to be able to say, I love you. 
but then it also softens my heart because there's no way that I can touch my husband, rub my husband's back while I am still angry with him. Either I withdraw from him and I do not show him love and it's easier for me to not be vulnerable or I am vulnerable with him. I show him that I love him and it helps to soften me, to soften my heart. And I have to tell you, if my husband and I are not okay for, you know, 20 minutes, that is like a long time. It's very easy for us to come back, to get centered and to feel love and to be loving and to take care of one another and to he does things for me and I take care of him and I think that the reason why it's so easy for us and the flow is is so easy for us is because we're able to say oh okay I see it I'm feeling withdrawn from you but I am conscientiously coming back to you and I'm showing you that I love you and I have to say my relationship is, is very strong and I think that the reason why it's strong is because we've made it a point to not withhold love in the way that we both need to feel loved your language is usually the one that you speak the loudest so you cannot speak words of affirmation if you are always putting those around you down remember that you cannot speak physical touch if you withdraw from the ones that you love. So the reason why I'm bringing both of these up is because when words of affirmation is your love language, you are going to use your words to edify those around you. When your love language is physical touch, you are not going to withdraw from the people that you love because you feel the pain of withdrawing from the people that you love. You learn this as a repertoire of of tools to love better. So this is not the end-all be-all answer to everything, but it has great insight that is worth exploring, right? So take it for what it is. Take it for, you know, it's another set of tools that I'm going to put under my belt so that I can live a better life, right? That's what life coaching is about. What is it that I can do so that I can make sure that my life is continuously moving forward in the right direction? The more fluent that you are speaking the love languages, the more well-rounded that you're going to become in showing people around you that you love them, the better that you're going to learn to love them and the stronger that your relationships will become. So this is very good for you to start knowing this list it's a very good way for you to start showing the love to the ones that are around you what should you ask yourself after you know your own love language do i use the gift to edify or to condemn the ones that i love am i using the five love languages to disguise what i think i want and not how i really feel about receiving love is my love language truly the way that I receive love? The reason why I'm asking all these questions is because there are many times when we withhold the love language that we speak because we want to be hurtful to those around us. Knowing and understanding this is going to help us to be able to be more kind to the people that we love. Sometimes we use the love language to criticize or to demand things from people. So remember that demands bring forth obedience without love. So when you are demanding of someone to do something for you, then people are going to do it, but they're not going to do it out of love. They're going to do it simply because you are demanding them to do it. 
request brings forth love. So when you are requesting uh, something from someone, for example, me, my love language is acts of service. So if that is my love language, do I come into the house and ask my son if he can help me bring the groceries in, right? If I do that, then I'm giving my son the opportunity to show me that he loves me. I am requesting. Now, if he's doing homework and he is unable to help me, then I understand that it's a request. And if he doesn't do it, it doesn't mean that he doesn't love me. It just means that he's a little busy right now and that's okay. So you go and you do whatever you need to do, but you're requesting with the idea that it's okay if the person says yes or the person says no. It's a request. It's not a demand. You can let your request be known and then the other person can choose to either show you or not show you, to either be there or not be there. And then, of course, we get to the idea of what are you making it mean? You know, if I come in and I tell my son, can you help me with the groceries? And he says, I'm doing homework. Am I making it mean he doesn't love me? It's important for you to be able to be aware of that. Normally, a life coach would come in and they would say, okay, you know, what is it that this person did that made you feel unloved or that makes you feel so lost and so um, unwanted, right? And then you go back and you help people deal with their thoughts because the thoughts are what's creating the actions and the results and so on, right? So remember that it's better to request with the idea that the other person may say no and And remember that demands are not good because demands are going to bring forth obedience, but there is no love behind it. So we cannot create the will to love. We choose to love or we choose not to love. And we only have control of how we love. Am I showing love to those around me in the right way? Or am I doing it because I'm expecting something from them? The way that you choose Choose to love and the way that others choose to love you is a good reminder of the way that the relationship is going and shifting and where is it going to go and when what is it that I'm going to get from this and what will the other person get from this it's very uh, it's very fluid you know relationships are very fluid criticism is hard to take but when we are willing to listen to criticism we are also able to see things that really matter to those we love Sometimes when I'm talking to my clients, they will say something like, you know, I feel so criticized. And my reply to them would be, okay, so you feel criticized because... You know, and then, of course, I dig in and then I ask them, what if the other person is actually right about, you know, whatever it is that they said? And what if you're open instead of feeling criticized by the person? What if you're open to be able to learn? Can they be right about whatever it is that they're telling me and that I'm feeling criticized over? And if they are right, how can I change? How can I grow? How can I be better? Right. So it's important to know that other people's criticism is their way of looking at the situation. So, again, if you are able to see the things that really matter to those that uh, love you through their criticism, you're going to be able to better love them as well. So Gary Chapman states in his book, people tend to criticize their spouse most loudly in the area where they themselves have the deepest emotional need. Very, very interesting. So why does the five love languages matter? The more that we know ourselves, the more we will get to control our thoughts and redirect our feelings about the situation. 
Our feelings will guide us to the actions that are beneficial to us and ultimately those that we love. So a healthier and happier you is the best gift that we can give ourselves. Our loved ones will notice a difference and we will inadvertently affect them in a positive way. As always, be kind to yourself and continue to work toward your goals. Your actions will help you to reach a positive result in no time. For parents, the book says, When a child really feels loved, he will develop normally. But when the love tank is empty, the child will misbehave. Much of the misbehavior of children is motivated by the craving of an empty love tank. I believe this is the same with adults as well. The book reads, Forgiveness is not a feeling. It is a commitment. It is a choice to show mercy, not to show the offense up against the offender. Forgiveness is an expression of love. Letting things go is done for you, not for the other person. You do not want to hold hatred in your heart or any negative emotion because that goes against you, not against the other person. Don't let people live in your brain rent-free, right? So Dr. Gary Chapman wrote, I am amazed by how many individuals mess up every new day with yesterday. Leave the past in the past. Lastly, most of us have more potential than we will ever develop. What holds us back is often a lack of courage. Let's be courageous and do daring things. As a life coach, I'm able to talk to you about your current thoughts to help you decipher where you are feeling stuck and to help you move forward in the right direction. I am offering free mini sessions. If there's something in your life that is bothering you or something that you want to discuss, go to whatissimplicity.com and schedule a mini session for free. I will continue to upload a podcast every Friday. Please leave me a review on any platform in which you are listening and share this with a friend. Please feel free to send me an email if you have any questions on any of this or if you have a particular topic that you want for me to address in the future. I would be happy to do that at delia at whatissimplicity.com. Have an awesome day and I'll talk to you next week.